Father God, we thank you for the word that will go forth on today. We thank you for allowing us this opportunity to hear a word from up on high. Yes. Lord God, guide my lips and guide my heart and guide the words that will go forth to bless those who are listening, those who are present. Father God, I ask your blessing upon this word today. May it go forth with love, power, and with might. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, look who the wind blew in this December afternoon on December the 4th, 2016. We are so happy to see you this afternoon, Sister Robin. We have missed your presence in this place today. I know that you have the boot. I know you've been on the schedule. I know you've been working. I know you've been in school, but God is still faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 God is still faithful, and his grace is sufficient. Amen. Amen. If you would please turn with me to the word of God in Acts chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 42 through 47. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 and 47. You have it, say amen. Amen. And those of us who are able to stand. I'll be reading from the NIV today. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, which is very important. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. I want you to make sure you pay attention to that, as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, in their homes, and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, <laughs> praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people, not just a few. And the who? Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved, not those who joined the body church, the physical mortal church or mortar church, but those who have been saved through Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. You may be seated in his presence. Such an important scripture. We need to understand what God is saying to us. They, who are they? Followers of Christ devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. So they didn't forsake the fellowship. They didn't give up meeting. They ate together. They prayed together. They were all on one accord. That's very important. That was the only way the day of Pentecost was to happen. Is everybody were of the same mind, on one accord, the same spirit. They broke bread in their homes. 
They ate together and they enjoyed eating together. It wasn't a thing that you had to pull somebody into or force them to eat with somebody they didn't really care for. You know, your food digests better when you have bread, when you break bread with people that you enjoy eating with. If there's any type of animosity, it kind of upsets the stomach and the food doesn't digest very well. So they broke bread together in the homes they ate together with glad and sincere. It wasn't none of this fake stuff. Yeah, come on, because I, I, I can name drop if you come to my table. They were sincere in their dealings with each other, so it wasn't this fake, phony stuff. So that's why you have a whole lot of people who are still lost and sinking in those boats. Thus brings me to my title today, The Church, A Lifeboat Station. The Church, A Lifeboat Station. I'm going to share a little story with you. On a dangerous sea coast where shipwrecks often occurred, there was once a crude little lifeboat station. The building was just a hut, and there was only one boat. But the few devoted members kept a constant watch over the sea and with no thought for themselves went out day and night tirelessly searching for the lost. Some of those who had been saved and various others in the surrounding area wanted to become associated with the station and give of their time, money, effort, and support for its work. New boats bought a new crew and they trained those folks. The little lifeboat station began to grow some members of the lifeboat station were unhappy that the building was so crude and poorly equipped. So they felt that a more comfortable place should be provided as the first refuge of those saved from the sea. They replaced the emergency hammocks with beds and put better furniture in the enlarged building. Now the lifeboat station became a popular gathering place for its members and they decorated it beautifully and furnished it exquisitely because they used it as sort of a club, if you will. Fewer members were now interested in going out on these life-saving missions, so they hired lifeboat crews to do the work for them. Life-saving pictures and mementos still decorated the club's walls and therefore was a lifeboat model in the room where official club meetings were being held. Sound familiar? About this time, a large ship was wrecked off the coast and the hired crews brought in boatloads of cold, wet, and half-drowned people. They were dirty and sick, and some of them had black skin and some had yellow skin. Now the beautiful new club was in chaos. So the property committee immediately had a shower house built outside the club where shipwrecked victims could be cleaned up before coming in. At the next meeting, there was a split in the club membership. Most of the members wanted to stop the club's life-saving activities since they were now unpleasant 
and a hindrance to the normal social life of the club. Some of the members insisted that life-saving was their primary purpose and pointed out that they were still called a lifeboat station. But they were finally outvoted and told that if they wanted to save the lives of all types of people who might be shipwrecked, they could begin their own lifeboat station down the coast. So they did. As the years went by, similar changes took place in the new station as well. It evolved into a club, and yet another lifeboat station was founded. History continued to repeat itself, and on that sea coast today, you will find a member of exclusive clubs along the coastline. Shipwrecks are frequent in those waters, but most of the people drown. such a tragic story of the church. A healthy Christian community, and this was a Christian community, attracts people to Christ, not a building. But the original idea of the church has become somewhat obsolete. The real church has gotten away from her purpose. Too many churches have been built to house the elitist groups of the of society these days. They want special seating and special areas. And if you give a certain number of dollars in church, then you get to sit over here. And if you are a certain celebrity, then you get to sit over there. And if you are needy and poor and hungry, then you get to sit, sit way at the back so nobody can see you. Very few are set up for the poor and needy. You have more shady appointed leaders than you have the call by God to lead and shepherd the people. Lots of churches, yet over half the people in the community are lost. We have a church on every block, in every community, in every city, in every state. But you still have people who are running around who are lost. How can they be so? People need to stop playing church and be the church. They need to get back to the real purpose of why the church was founded and seek out the lost like these believers did. They sought out the lost and they brought them into the house of prayer and they brought them into the fellowship and they broke bread with them and they helped them to become better believers. The church should be a lifeboat station to feed the hungry and to clothe the naked. The universal church should be a lifeboat station where people can come together and learn about God, learn about Jesus, learn about the Holy Spirit, learn how to pray, learn what, about what salvation is all about. What do we do with the fellowship? And how do we reach the lost? The church should be a lifeboat station to enjoy genuine fellowship. We have genuine fellowship one with another. There's no phoniness. There's no fakeness. There's no false sense of security with us. We are extremely vulnerable with each other, I think, and open and honest, as honest as we can be without being completely naked. That's the kind of church that I want to belong to, where I can at least go up and shake the pastor's hand and say, can you pray for me today? 
my sister is in the hospital. Can you go and see her? Instead of sending a bereavement team to go see somebody who's died instead of going to send somebody in your place. No, you are the shepherd. You are supposed to see after the sheep. You go visit the hospital. Don't send somebody in your place. We have gotten away from the true meaning of what church is all about here at Church of the Solid Rock. We are that lifeboat station. We want people to want us though. We want them to come in, but they have to want to come in. It's a two-way street. You have to want God. You can't allow things to distract you from coming into the fellowship. That's where we gain our strength from. We get encouragement from. We, we can get through our weeks a whole lot better, right? When we come together and we fellowship, there's something that you might share with me to uplift me, to make me have a better day, to look at my situation and say, you know what, my situation ain't so bad because I'm still above ground and I'm still moving and I'm still being blessed by God in this lifeboat station called Church of the Solid Rock. Some people play too much. They just, they just, they play too much. But the enemy is not playing with us. He hate God's people. And he wants to see us lose. He wants to see us be downtrodden. He wants to see us sad. He wants to see us down and out. He don't want us to have the poor. He don't want us to have the needy. He wants us to sit up in our fine, fancy cars and homes and look down upon people. But that's not what God intended for, for the church to be. The church was intended to be a house of prayer, a place to heal, a place to come in fellowship, a place to feel safe, a refuge. Not a place where you have to wonder if such and so and so likes me or if I can get along with brother so and so. We should come together as one in one mind, meeting together, breaking bread together, such as we often do. That's the church. That's the way it's supposed to be. But now we have gotten away from the mission because we too mega now. It's too many people to disciple. We can't handle all these 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 people. So now what do we do? We send people out to do the job we're supposed to do. It's time for us to be the church that God intended for us to be. The church of Jesus Christ. The church that dwells in our hearts. We have to go out and find the lost. We have to go out and seek them out. But we first have to seek God's direction and guidance. God, who would you like me to introduce Jesus to today? Seek God for guidance. Be that lifeboat. Be that traveling church. Understand what church is all about. Bring people into the fold. Bring people into the fellowship. Help them to understand that there is help out there. And that not all churches are alike. We are a very unique ministry. I kind of like that. But nonetheless, we're still a church that represents God, that believes in prayer, that believes in giving, that believes in helping, that believes in making sure that our fellow man and fellow woman is taken care of. We take care of each other, and that's the way it's supposed to be. If somebody is without, we want to make sure that they have. Not give to the point to where you don't have, but share. That's what they did. They shared with each other. 
They wanted to make sure that everybody had, and that's what the word is telling us. Everybody had something to contribute. Everybody had something they could pull from it. Let's put all of it in the pot. You take only what you need. Don't be greedy. If all you need is $10, just take 10. Don't take 25. Because you'll squander the other 15. That's what the church is all about. Given it shall be given. We're not going to miss a thing by helping people. Amen. Have you missed a beat by helping somebody? Not a one. So we continue to be that church, that original idea that God intended for us to be, to help the poor, to lend. We are the lenders and not the borrowers. Give and don't expect anything back because God will give it back to you tenfold. He always gives it back. So continue to pay it forward because God will always give it back. And we have to continue to be that lifeboat station for people who don't understand who Jesus is. Well, why do you believe? And what can you tell them? What will you say? Why do you follow Christ? What has he done for you? And then you can begin to tell people how Jesus helped you in your time of need or how the church helped you in your time of need or time of sorrow or in time of whatever it was that you were lacking that day. The church helped you to do some things, brought you into the fellowship. They didn't wait for you to get cleaned up out there. They brought you in and you got cleaned up inside. So that's what the church is intended to be, a place of prayer, a place of fellowship a place to learn about who God is and we learn about who God is in his word and that's what you get here at Church of the Solid Rock I can't give you a show I can't give you a stage play all I can give you is Jesus Amen. and that's enough for me people need to stop playing the games that they play people are in established churches and still lost they're in mega ministries and still lost they have pastors and they still call me well, why don't you call your pastor and ask them to marry you? Oh, but wait. They, they won't. Because they condemned you to hell. These people are in these fine, fancy churches and still lost. To go to church every Sunday and still don't know who Jesus is for themselves. And they wonder why they can't grow spiritually. Because they're in a place where they're not being fed. They are malnourished. Church of the Solid Rock is a lifeboat station, and we will be very much doing what God has called us to do, be it large or small. We are still relevant. And God still reminds us every day that we are. Every day he reminds us, you are needed, you are needed, you are needed. I'm glad that the work is, is, is being started. I'm glad, I'm glad that you decided to start this church, this ministry, because a lot of people need you more than they think they know. Many people have been blessed by this ministry and they don't even come to the church, but they follow the church. I am grateful that they believe that God has called this church to do great things. And it may not look like your typical church model, it may not look like that lifeboat that they expect for it to be, but it's very unique. 
and it's according to God's plan. So whatever it is that he has us to do, we'll do it. Amen? Amen. We are the lifeboat station. Amen. We are a house of prayer. We teach. We preach. We praise. We pray. We fellowship. We break bread. We do all of these things that the believers did. We do all of those things, and that's the guidelines that I follow, the guidelines that are in here, and not based on what society says we should be doing. We devote ourselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship and the breaking of bread and to prayer. We do these things here in this lifeboat station. And I'm grateful to God that he has given us the opportunity to reach more people. Now we're going to Sunday mornings, January 1. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yay. So we persevered. We've remained faithful. And now God is getting ready to take us to the next level. And I'm grateful for that. But we have to continue to be that lifeboat station where people know they can come. If nothing else, they get love. They get genuine fellowship. And to that, I thank God. And I thank God for you all for showing our guests that each time they come, they always leave feeling welcome. They feel like they fellowship. They've been to church. They've had genuine fellowship with God's people. They've experienced genuine fellowship with God's people. So we can't ask for much more, amen? And I thank God that you guys are with us and that you remain faithful to God's church. This is God's lifeboat church. And I'm just only doing what he asked me to do. And I thank you guys for helping me to do it. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's all I have for you today. I don't have anything further for you today. I just want us to know that this is a great lifeboat station that we're in, that we're selling in. Sure, we might be rickety right now, but look out. We still sell it nonetheless. I know some churches have folded. We talked about this last week. And I was following another church 